Good morning and welcome to Duality. I'm your host, Akasha. And today we are talking about a few different topics. One being retrograde, one being Rona, one being mental health, one being presence. So right now I want to start off by setting the intention and the space for I am no doctor. I am no therapist. I am what I am. I have certifications in the places that I do, but most importantly, I have the experiences that I have. And I chose to talk about this topic because at the end of 2020 and for New Year's, I was gifted the experience of having uh, Rona. And that was very intense for me. So I figured since it's so taboo to speak on it, I believe that somebody should. And um, especially someone who is very much so affected by it. It wasn't something that was mild for me and or my loved ones around me. It was something that uh, was affecting us and still is, you know, um, dealing with the aftermath of it. And although I can talk about things in a light manner, uh, doesn't mean that they aren't heavy. It just means that I'm navigating through them and I've sat with them and processed it and given presence to it to the point where I feel like I can speak on it. So I took my my actual quarantine and then I had my emotional quarantine because after you experience something like that, you, uh, you it's definitely um, jarring to think about being around anybody when you're taking that time and you're going inward and it's it for physical reasons, for the safety of yourself and others. And it's just interesting how it affects everybody. And yeah, for me, it was like, I was, I have, I get like seasonal allergies. And at the end of the year, I always do, I call them like backwards allergies because I don't really get them in the beginning or like when it's spring and things like that. But I was feeling sinus pressure. And that was consistent for a while. And then it, I started feeling more sinus pressure. And I was just like, like I took note of it. And um, yeah, then it started kind of manifesting more and coming on stronger. And when I knew for sure, I was eating these birra tacos, which slapped, like they were so good. I was, I never had them. I wanted to get them so bad. I finally got them and I'm sitting there and um, at the day before I'd woken up and I was congested. So I was already like, okay, like I'm gonna make sure I just like monitor myself this week and stay away from everybody. You know, I had already, cold out of work and you know I was just kind of taking the responsible steps um, at that time even prior even when I was not even sure then I am eating this taco and I stopped tasting it like mid I would say like my maybe my second taco I like dipped it into the that the custom I don't know what it's called some fancy word for like broth dip and I just didn't taste anymore and I was just like, wait, what? And at that moment, I was like, oh, everything, everything possibly bad that I could think of in that moment was just like, it happened, it happened. I went through all 2020 and now it's like January 2nd or whatever day it was and and this is it. This is what 2021 has, has given to me. And um, then I had to, you know, go through the process. It's like shock, grieve. There's so many different things, especially when 
fear is in the forefront. No matter what you believe in, no matter what, whether you listen to the news or you don't watch news and you listen to you know other sources or deep truthers or whatever your origin is in how you go about this, um, it's fear-based. There's so much fear to it. It's like we can't escape it unless we really bring that presence within ourselves um, in any, any moment, you know? So yeah, it started becoming more of a reality and I was like navigating through it. And at first it was just like so much anxiety. I'm like everything I'm doing, I'm like just trying not to die, like making sure that I am sitting up while I'm sleeping and that I am moving. Like most importantly, like moving. Like I kept on feeling like I didn't want to move, like I didn't want to do nothing. And I was like, all right, I got to get up. I got to dance. I'll put on music that I love. Like, I'll blast this music. I'll do this. I'll take a shower. And um, I'm very grateful that I contacted my elder and his family. And he had helped me with um, passing on a few different things that I can do as far as, like, teas and, you know, different herbs and different steams that you can do, uh, which I highly recommend, you know, doing steams. You want to get that moisture in your in your chest, in your in your lungs. For me, it was, like, very chest. It was very, like pressure in my chest, my lungs, which is already a weak spot and had been a weakened spot for me out of years of being a smoker. And not only that, but also I truly believe that any illness is tied to an emotional response and a trauma. So you can look at that from the science base. You could look at books like The Body Keeps Score as something to um, inquire on if you're interested in that. And then you could also look at a book like Heal Your Body, I believe it's called by Louis L. Hayes. And that's the spiritual meanings to why we have the things that we have. It's difficult, especially when we're going through troubling times, to think that there's a reason, you know. And I know at horrible times of my life, people said, well, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's like not what you want to hear at your father's wake and things like that. But yeah, no, it, it is true. Everything does happen for a reason. People definitely should take social cues and be a little bit more emotionally, uh, you know, aware when saying it, but the reason isn't always good, but everything does come from something. There is a root cause to everything. What we experience is symptoms of that root cause. So how deep are we willing to go down into it to find that? And you know, it's like, for me, I had just finished like parasite cleanse. I was super vulnerable and susceptible and um, before contracting it. And uh, yeah, it was just really, really interesting how it all flowed in the way it did because I felt so awesome. I was like, oh, I'm like, I got rid of all these toxins and it's like I made space for something new. But in one way or another, you know, um, it had to happen. For me, in my experience, I realized a lot of things in the time that I was by myself and isolating and quarantining. And, you know, you always think that you do something like, you know, I'll, I'll meditate, I'll sit with myself, I'll give myself that time alone. But then when you have like literally no option, you, you can't escape certain parts. Or you can, you really can actually. You can escape everything, even when you're locked up in your house. Like, But it was the times that I wasn't on my phone. It was the times that I put it down. It was the times that I wasn't on social media. It was the times that I was really just like in my body. And I kept on witnessing how much my brain was contributing to how I was feeling, like my thoughts. My thoughts were contributing to how I was feeling. I wasn't just feeling things, it was like very thought oriented. So it was like all of my anxiety was coming from my thoughts because my anxiety of worrying about the future, worrying about other people, worrying about myself. 
you know, this is not in the present moment, not like, okay, I'm going to give attention to myself to make sure that X, Y, and Z doesn't happen and or getting caught up in the past and getting like in depressive spaces where I'm like, oh, I remember this or I remember that or, oh, wow, I, I, I feel like I was so much further along and this time in my life or, or that time and it's like, it's these these illusions, you know, that we conjure up from our pain body and that being all of our experiences and and our ego and our, not to villainize our ego because our ego is literally built as protection for ourselves. You know, our, if something happens in our life where we are hurt and whatever it is that we can do, that's the quickest and easiest to get away from being hurt, our ego will adapt. So you, we may have these coping mechanisms that helped us to do or to get out of hurtful situations that may not suit us anymore. You know, if you believe that people that you loved weren't good or if you seen their from, for their truth and you believed it and say it was like a caretaker or a family member or a partner, you would have had to have a loss which would have hurted you emotionally right when you needed say emotional support or you were like kind of using that person or thing or as a crutch or as survival you know say it was a parent or whatever the case is if you think as a child that is true then you are coming to a reality that you can't really do anything about say you're seven years old like you can't just go move out and do what you have to do therefore our ego builds these contracts so that we're like, okay, well, I must be crazy then, or that must not be real. And we cope in that way. But then at a certain point, it becomes outdated. So then we, how do we realize what's outdated? It's like like a computer, you know, you, you clean it up, you defrag it, you consolidate, you know, you go into these different parts of your mind, your body, your emotions, and you tune in to what it feels like. What is it? Is it is it suiting you anymore? Is it suiting you to be aggressive because you're afraid to be hurt? Is it suiting you to constantly be evading the present moment because the present moment has always been so intense? That's something that I actually came to the conclusion the other day. Like I was on the phone with Josh. Shout out to you, Josh. Um, I was speaking with him and I was on the phone and I was like scrolling on my phone like I'm on the phone but I'm scrolling on my phone while I'm talking to him which I'm used to my whole life most of my life as far as I can remember just like doing multiple things at once and you know that if we're talking symptomatically that could be caused called like ADHD right so when you dissect that or you sit with that for a second ADHD is constantly being distracted you know not being in the moment so I, I noticed myself not being in the moment and scrolling and I stopped. And once I stopped doing that, I stood up and I started pacing. And then once I stopped pacing, once I realized I was pacing, and then I started, I went into the mirror and I was like, I'm gonna pop a pimple. And I was like, wait, no. And I was like, now I'm gonna tweeze my bro. And I was like, wait, why am I doing so many things at once? What am I evading? And it wasn't that I was evading the conversation that I was having with him. It's just a coping mechanism because I was listening to it to the amount of the to capacity that I could. And it was just a really big revelation for me to realize that in the moment as it was happening. So 
that I say that to bring light to presence and how important it is. Presence and not in like the cliche way, like, oh, you just have to be present. Like, listen, people say cliche things, cliche things are really real. Like we like to roll our eyes to simplified words because we are so complex and unique and individual. But that is a lot of times, uh, you know, yes, we are. We are, absolutely. But just as we are different, we are very much so similar as uh, human beings. And we experience different things that can relate to others. And that being one, so when you're present, nothing can take control of you. You know, when we have these panics and anxieties, it's, it's that fear of like what could happen. So if we get out of the scenarios in our mind, and into our heart space, into my breath, this moment. Well, what can I do right now? Can I handle it right now? No, if I can't handle it right now, what can I do right now? And I feel like that helps. I know for me, I could get very overwhelmed. That's something I will set 17 different things to do in one day, like ridiculous expectations, and beat myself up when I don't get it done. I feel that when you bring yourself to that present moment, you are able to digest things better. Like you're able to, oh, okay, well, I know that I want to have this goal. Say this goal of saving $200 by the end of the week. Instead of like worrying how you're going to get the money, maybe start breaking down how much money you would need to save a day. And not worrying about how you're going to obtain it, but just making the tangible plan and then creating the space. Because that's the thing about manifestation. That's the thing about a lot of things is like we can manifest all day long. Like you could sit there, you could light your candle, you can you could do your ritual, you can, you know, whichever you believe in, however you believe in manifesting, whether it's mental based, spiritual based, you know, it, for me, it's both. It's all it's all things. Um, if you're going to manifest something, what if you don't have any room for it? What if, what if you're, everything you prayed for, you're hoping and dreaming will come knocking down your door, but your door is shut because you've put everything, you know, you owned in your closet instead of actually cleaning it up and organizing it and seeing what's there. We have to take a tally for lack of better words or something. I don't know. I don't remember what I was trying to say. Anyway, it doesn't matter. For what we have, we have to see what we have in order to know what we want, right? And then what we want to make space for, what we don't want anymore. If I have this shirt that don't fit me, why do I have it? You know, I could give that to someone. It could be giving someone else joy. And that's like Marie Kondo, you know, the the whole idea of anybody that has hoarding or anything of that nature to pick something up and to be like, okay, does this bring me joy? And then like feel it. Like for me, when I do things like that, I'll, I'll use my body like a pendulum. So if it's a yes, I'll ask my body, I'll close my eyes, I'll say, show me yes. And yes tends to be like leaning forward and no tends to be pushing back. So if I want to do something or if something's for me, even if I'm in the supermarket, if I'm being mindful and I'm being present and in my whole being, this is how I shop for anything. I'll ask myself, do I need this? And I'll be like, yes, no. Okay, if I'm not in my body, I say I go to food shopping, I'm hungry. Now I'm emotionally eating. So what am I getting? I'm getting whatever I'm in the mood for. And that's not always good, you know? And that's something that I especially had to sit with last night. And that was a really intense experience. Even last night I had 
and like such an interesting experience. I'm not going to get too much into, but essentially there was so many things that happened in such a short amount of time. I was in so much pain from like eating something, you know, like I had eaten something. I knew even prior to eating this that I wasn't even hungry, but I was gifted it. So I was like, oh, okay, like I'll eat it. You know, it's food. It's in front of me. And, you know, I like food and I like this food and I like this person's cooking. So let me just eat it anyway. And I had my stomach was like going crazy and I felt like nauseous. I was going to throw up and I literally haven't been in so much pain. I don't even know in so long. And even even this is saying even after contracting COVID, even after having like it's such an intense experience. This experience last night with eating this food was the most painful. I felt the pain in my toes. And how I got myself out of it was I listened to myself. I listened to myself. I listened to what I needed to do next. I knew I needed to throw up. I made space to go throw up. I knew I needed to make a steam. I I, I just grabbed the different herbs that I knew I needed and, and I made the steam and I could barely walk and I just knew what I needed to do. I knew what I needed to do and I just trusted and I believed in it and I stayed present instead of worrying like, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to die. I need to go to the hospital. Did those thoughts come up? Absolutely. And then every time they did, I went back into my heart and I was like, what you gonna do about right now? What you gonna do about right now? Are you gonna wait for someone else or something else to help you when you can help yourself in this moment? And I believe that even in the most extreme things, even in the most extreme like medical situations, I believe that when you bring yourself into that awareness within your body that you can help, even if it's to the point where you can't like obviously do surgery on yourself, I believe that in the moment if you stop getting into the future and you start getting into the present and you are you'll be able to at least hold yourself to the space that you'll be ready for someone else to help you further so it's not to negate like oh you don't need anybody no we definitely do need help with things sometimes and but we in order to get the full experience and really penetrate healing within our being it, it all starts with us it all starts with presence and making that known within ourselves in every moment. You don't just become present. It's a constant working effort. Like I highly recommend, you know, reading the or listening to an audio book, The Power of Now. I don't know why I had such resistance to it for so long, but I've been listening to it like on repeat for the past week or so. And um yeah, it's it's been it's it's it it just shows you. It's just another thing. Like it, it maybe that resonate, maybe it won't. But what I just think is so important is to always go back to yourself. And so you can do that by even like just tapping yourself, tapping yourself on the forehead, tapping yourself on the heart, doing different tells when you start noticing yourself like out of your body in scenarios in different things. Like just like remind yourself that you're here, that you're in your body. And, yeah, you know, it's been really, really interesting just going through the different notions and different emotions. And it's wild, too, because, like, once you say that you had Rona, so many people are like, oh, yeah, me too. And the thing is, people are so afraid to talk about it because of all the fear that's behind it. You know, it's like naturally if you, you do what you need to do, you take care of yourself, you quarantine, you be responsible about it. You know, for me, it's like I, like I said before, I quarantined and then I emotionally quarantined. Cause I just needed to like stay within myself. 
And I still feel like that. I, I'm still recovering from that. I still feel very much so like I don't want to be around people. Um, I certainly don't want to be around big groups. And it's just telling because I, you, you become more aware of who you want to be around and what you want to spend time with. And also it's a blessing as far as the way that we can communicate with others that we have the accessibility of Zoom and different video chats where we can communicate with people while we're still in our own house and in our own space. And as a very emotionally sensitive, uh, energetically sensitive person, um, it's beneficial. It's really beneficial to just be in my own space. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know. And another thing that I wanted to touch base on, I don't have the paper right here, but yeah, you know, something that had happened that was really like, I have them right here. Really close and affected me in a, in a really big way. And I just, I know I'm talking about this topic that could be heavy for a lot of people. And I have so much compassion and love for all the people that have lost anyone due to this and all the trauma and everything that has happened from this pandemic. And I just want to remind all of you that just because I'm talking about something and like, like once again, I'm not making light of a situation. I have a tendency I can talk light about heavy situations and I feel like it's just really important that someone's talking about it, especially someone who has experienced it themselves. My mother was actually in the hospital for 11 days. It was like a series of events. There's so many different things. It was like, I experienced it, my sister experienced it. There's so many different layers, right? And then my, my mother, she ended up, her oxygen was down to 70. I had a like weird dream about my mom and my cousin. Like I woke up, I, I reached out to them and my elder had told me to get the oximeter like a week before, but then for whatever reason I had like forgotten Then I remembered the day before. Anyway, it arrived and my mother had asked me to go pick up something from the pharmacy and I was like, wait a second, let me just get this thing. Mind you, like I don't, I've never used the oximeter before. Not that it's hard. Now I understand. But like, I never did. So I was just like, I, for whatever reason, I need to check your oxygen. You know, I don't even know it's a normal ratio, but let's do it. And I did it and it was so low and we thought maybe it was broken. We put on me and it wasn't. And then I seen like that panic in my mom's face. And I knew that it was like, all right, it's time. Like she, she needs to go to the hospital. Because at that point, like I was already feeling better, but she wasn't. And that was, you know, naturally concerning my mother being in her 60s, you know, so, yeah, so she went to the hospital. She had a whole bunch of different things. I'm just looking at the notes that she wrote. She said it started like a, a cold. She had body aches. She started to feel a pain too much, but she was in denial of it. That's the thing, too, is, like, you'll be in denial of it. You're like, nah, I don't have that. What Like, my mom, she never lost her scent and taste, but once I lost my scent and taste, I was like, nah, that's it. I know, I know what it is. That's That's that. And yeah, so by the time she got there, she was on oxygen. She was on like the really big oxygen one. And um, she, my mother's a nurse, she's an RN. She's been doing this for, I believe over 30 years. And she specifically works in the labor and delivery side and um, in the clinic. Also, so she works with women and um, a lot of things centering that. Um, you know, so she hasn't been a patient, really. 
and they had her in there and she got to like really get to see what it was like to be on the other side she said that she wasn't in the room for a while like it took it took a few days for her to get to a room there was a lot of things that i know like naturally the hospitals are doing the best they can and then also she had experiences where you know certain people weren't doing the best they can and as a nurse like and seeing that side i know that it definitely motivated my mom to want to do something to help these people in these moments, especially in these cr critical moments. She said that there was a nurse that came in that helped her and um, was really attentive to her and like looked at her as a person and like showed love and affection. And that changed her whole day, you know, rather than people that are just in and out. And, you know, naturally everyone's doing the best that they can in the moment, but once again, everything goes down to presence. When you're doing something, you're like focused on the next thing. You're not noticing even looking at somebody and smiling could make a huge difference in their day. And that applies to everything, everything. And she, something that she had taken from this experience that she said that she's so grateful for a second chance at, at life and that me and my sisters, her daughters, that were there to take care of her and for her friends that visited her and the people that checked in on her. And something that I noticed that happens also is like for most of us is like, especially just like, especially with, with anything, but what I am speaking on COVID specific right now, is like anxiety is the biggest thing that, I feel like hinders you from healing that fear when you're operating from that fear place. It's like that healing doesn't have the space to come in because you're so focused on the fear. And I know it's not easy. I literally lived it. Like I know it's not easy and it's constant effort to go back to yourself and go back and go back and go back and be like, okay, I'm here. What's next? You know, and you might think in your head like, oh, okay, I need to eat cherries. Like, eat cherries. Don't doubt yourself. Listen to your intuition. For whatever reason, those cherries might have some mineral or something in it that is going to assist in your benefit for whatever it is that you are experiencing. Listen to yourself. What's a better source than you to know what's going on within you? We have years and years of, of different mind manipulations, whether it be conscious or subconscious, to not believe ourselves, to not listen to ourselves, to think that anyone and everything is better or more qualified to, of a source. But when you are sitting with yourself completely alone and say there's nobody to help you, what are you gonna do then? When you look death in the face and you're like, I, you know, like not not in the sense of like, all right, I want to, but not in the sense of like, I'm so afraid of when you can accept these different things. Because the truth is you're going to die so many times before you die. If you allow yourself to, it's a gift. And that is transmutation. That is transition. That is growth. You know, how many times does a snake shed its skin? How many times do different Things in nature constantly change and shift. Like trees die every year. Technically, they don't, but like, you know, they lose their leaves, so it, which looks like their life, right? So they look like they're dead, but they're not. You might look and feel like you're dead, but you're not. And sometimes you need these extremes to shake you up. 
I know with myself, like I, I started getting comfortable with certain things in my life. I was aware of it, but I wasn't changing it yet. And then I feel like that's why I got slapped in the face with this in 2021, because it's like, you're aware of it. What are you going to do about it? What What are you going to do about it? Because you're just moving with awareness and then disassociating from it because you're afraid to do that or you're overwhelmed to do that. And once I stop beating myself up about it, once I give myself, because it's not, it's not done deal like I'm, I'm consistently working at it once you stop beating yourself up for what you haven't done and once you realize that you don't really need anything from the past naturally if you're going to go into the past for a reason or to do something to work on something to bring something forward to say you're writing a book or something you know of course these things can be beneficial but you don't need to carry your past on your shoulder you aren't your past and i know it's a hard thing to digest because we get so attached Excuse me, we get so attached to what our past is. Like, oh, well, I'm this. I'm this story. I experienced this trauma, and this is, this is my story, and how can I not be this? But what if you woke up tomorrow with amnesia? Who would you be? Who would you be? If you woke up tomorrow and you had no recollection of anything that's ever happened to you in your past, what would your personality be like? What would you be like? Really think about that. If you didn't have anything binding you to certain core beliefs, when you feel like that inability to want to change things, like note that, you know, it's it's good to stand up for what you believe in. I'm firm in that, you know, like if, if, if we have a conversation, I strongly believe in something, like we're going to have a strong conversation. But I'm not closed off to change or being open to learning more even though that could be difficult, it's a constant test of awareness, you know? So I, I know also for my mother, she was experiencing a lot of uh, turbulent emotional situations and, you know, shout out to her cause she like broke herself out of a cycle that she has had in her life. And I'm sure her mother had in her life. And I know that I acquired it in my life and have been avidly working and unpacking it. And she, got out of really toxic situation and was like really liberating herself and naturally this happened so it's so interesting how we get tested in these ways that we do so we have to choose whether we're going to allow ourselves to look at it in a victim mindset in a villain mindset or if we can find some neutral in between and once again it's not going to happen overnight and it's something you avidly have to work towards something you constantly have to bring yourself present towards. And when you start looking at experiences, like this had to happen for me to see this, cause I know, I know for me, like these extreme lessons happen because I, I could be stubborn. Like my spirit is like, Psh, girl, your human is just so stubborn. We need to like, just shake up your entire reality. Here's the tower card sit with that and I'm like oh, all right why and I'm like why because you created it because you love extremes okay if you have an extreme if you have extremes all over your life paint your room gray and start and and sit and look at it understand what gray is you know I'm I'm working on gray I've I've always working on gray and that's what duality is about is finding the balance you know that that line in between the two like just walking in that middle path and not being 
too here, not being too there, and allowing yourself to just constantly, when you start feeling yourself deviate from that balance, going back in, always going back in within. I did also want to touch base on retrograde. Um, I did want to touch base on retrograde. I'm not going to get too, too into it. But uh, right now is also retrograde. So just as everything, like it's like a theme with everything I'm talking about in this moment, whereas retrograde is when Mercury, well, specifically we're talking about Mercury retrograde. Retrograde can happen on any planet. Mercury, the planet Mercury that controls communication and of all sorts, like technology, things like that. It appears to be going backwards, but really it slows down in rotation. So this is a time where our phones might be spazzing out. Computers might be working. People are distracted. Things are not going as fast as they naturally do, right? And especially if you live in a city or, you know, we're here in New York City. You know, people don't like that. <laughs> you know, wanted to be very fast. And, like, look at what just happened. We had a whole snowstorm that slowed things down. You know, today it was like I, I had shoveled my car out for hours yesterday. And then today I went and the plow had pushed all the snow right back onto my car so I couldn't go. So I, you know, I had to hit up an Uber and, like, adapt and be open to that change. You know, when you're open to that change, you can flow with it. When you're not open to the change, then you're just going to stay pissed and probably attract more or walk into more situations that are of that vibration of this anger that of lack of control. The only thing we can control is how we react. Like, the only thing we control is how we then move with what is given to us. We cannot control other people. When you start trying to control other people, you're going to get yourself fucked up. I'm not even going to try to say it to you nicely. You're just going to get yourself fucked up. And, like, you'll learn like just things come back they come back you are not anybody to control anybody else you are you do not try to play god do not try to do anything outside of that manipulate things naturally we have compassion if we have coping mechanisms that have brought us to that light to do these things like that but it's not something to be proud of and or um glorify you know which unfortunately i do see a lot in a lot of things on like Instagram I've been noticing, well, I've been noticing for years, but especially in the more recent years, just like glorifying hexing and love spells and all of these manipulations. And, you know, I just highly recommend to ask yourself what it is that you want, like, and work on you, not try to control anybody else. If you're concerned if somebody loves you or not, like, ask yourself if you love you or not. Like, don't try to put someone's name in a honey jar to like, sweeten them into your life because you do that and then you'll see it, it, it just might not end up great you know because we're not we're not built to do that you can get things anything that is 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 received quick like just easy and quick like you notice you don't even want it the best things in life and the most i feel integral things are are earned in time and and tangible steps and it's not it's not just a quick 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 and i understand also as an intense person as an extreme person i want it to be like that at times i want to be like oh, okay boom like i'm better at everything now i i've done this oh, okay i picked up this new hobby i'm great at it now like no I'll, I'll get there and the medicine is in that is in the process so getting getting into that present moment with everything so important so 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 important um, 
Yeah, I'm sure that there's so many other things that I could talk about in this topic, but I'm not feeling cold to in this moment. I know that there's also a lot of like other remedies and different things for people that have been done and passed on from other others that are working to heal themselves in a more natural way. Um, that's something that if you're ever interested in, you can contact me personally. Um, I could either share my experience and or give you references. I think it's important that we also know that there are, I know I've seen there's like some really good threads that are going around about like, you know, different things you can do when you contract the virus and how you can treat it at home. And But I haven't really seen more of a holistic one. It's very much so like, a, you know, still like do Advil and these different things. And there's other herbs that you can also work with uh, if you're open to that and that's something that's in your journey or if someone that could help someone you know but most importantly it's it's i believe it's a mental it's a mental virus it's a mental virus before anything else yes it's physically present and it and it has an effect on you but it it affects your mind in a way that you become your own poison but the thing is even poisons can be antidotes it's just the matter of dosage so i leave you with that and we're gonna touch base on some cards that i pulled and hey keith and this is so the cards that i pulled were hey Lori. oh hi i read your prayer right before i came on here um yeah love you thank you for being here so I pulled these cards for everybody who is listening now, anybody who listens in the future, in any spectrum. This card is about what we need to surrender to right now. So this card says, surrender to the outdated beliefs of yourself. Let go of limiting ideas about yourself that originate from the past. Then you can own your power and soar in your life. So that is this card, and it's a tree. And it's yellow. So it's all about solar plexus. And it's what we were talking about before. Take inventory. That's the word I was trying to say before. Inventory. <laughs> Take inventory of the things that you have. Defrag, clean up, get rid of, and make space for the things that you want. What should we do right now for ourselves as far as self-care? Create art. So whatever that means to you, whether that's painting, whether that's graphic designing, whether that's picking out an awesome outfit, whatever it is for you, create art. Also, speaking of, I just want to give a shout out real quick. This, like, this is hand painted by my new friend Tusomo, and her Instagram is m well, at m zero m o a r t Momo Art. She hand painted this. Okay, not only is it Kakashi, this is on a thrifted. Thrifted shirt, right? This is Kakashi right here. You already know. And he got the ninja war on his headband. It's not even just a leaf. Like, it's a special kind of... This is incredible. I'm just... I needed to, like, shout that I meant to say earlier. Thank you, Tusomo. Thank you for your energy and your love that you put into this. And oh, love it. And this is my first time wearing it, so I'm excited. I said I was going to wear it when I came back into the studio, and I am. So thank you for giving me this piece of happiness and applying your medicine and creating your art on it. So create art, people, whatever that means to you, whether it's singing, poetry, 
dancing, you are art, create something. Um, these two cards came up in the traditional tarot and it's kind of like what's um, being presented right now. And it's like, you can let down your guard. You don't have to keep fighting with yourself because it's hindering you from moving forward and taking action. When you are getting in the way of your own actions because you're in your mind or because you're fighting and you're, it's, it's good to have fire, but not too much, right? These are two fire cards. Like it's good to have fire, but not too much. Now, it's good to have all elements, but just not too much of anything. Once again, finding balance. Finding balance is so important with everything. So start feeling into your other parts. You know, tune into your tune into your body. Tune into your heart. Tune into presence. And for anyone and everyone that's here with me, thank you for tuning in. I invite you to close your eyes for a second and just check in with yourself. Taking a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. And just going into that space. Everything that we ever need is in the silence. It's in the stillness. It's in the place that we avoid the most. So go check it out and investigate. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a great day and I will see you next week.